Today, I've got something super special to share with you that's going to make this holiday season your most magical and stress-free yet. Ever find yourself overwhelmed, burnt out, and wondering if you can survive another holiday season? Well, join me for a journey that will change everything. It's the Holiday Alignment Challenge, an eight-week experience designed to keep you in tune with your unique human design during the holidays. Starting on November 19th, we'll kick off the holiday season on a high note. We're talking live weekly holiday focus groups, somatic breathwork, fun challenges, hot seats, and a surprise bonus, all recorded for your convenience. This isn't just another program, friend. It's a chance to finally enjoy the holidays like never before. Say goodbye to stress and hello to a season of alignment and joy. And guess what? You can join this transformative journey for just $147. Think about it. For less than the price of a one-on-one human design reading, you get an eight-week-long support system, an inspiring community of new human design friends, and deeper education than we can get to on this podcast. So don't miss out on this opportunity to align with your unique design during the holidays. Sign up now before the program fills up. Spots are limited, and when they're gone, they're gone. Join me for the Holiday Alignment Challenge, and let's create a holiday season that feels so good for once. Check the show notes for the link to sign up, or go to studiotimeout.com slash human design, and you'll see the link on that page to sign up for the Holiday Alignment Challenge. Don't wait to take the first step towards your best holidays yet. I can't wait to see you there. This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. Today we are talking about the 4-6 profile in human design. This is the regal authority figure and I'm so excited because this is my profile and I have so many stories and so many personal experiences so I'm kind of guessing this might be a long one. So because of that I picked a really short review to read today for our review of the week. This one is a five-star review, and it says, concise, to the point, useful. Just getting into this stuff, and Madeline makes it really digestible, feeling inspired and grateful. And that's it. Perfect example of a way to write a review, super quick and snappy. Some of the reviews I read are really long, and I love that. But if you write a review that's even one word or super short, That's great. I so appreciate you. So if that was your review, you win the prize this week and you get to DM me over on Instagram. Find me at healthy underscore Madeline. Tell me the username you used to write that review and then send me your biggest, juiciest, most detailed personal human design question. Send me your chart information so I can look at your chart and I will make a video answering your question and it's going to feel like a mini podcast episode. (laughs) 
that anybody can go watch. And if you listeners would love to go and, you know, listen to these answers, all you need to do is go to my Instagram, look at my page and find my live videos, just kind of like scroll through a lot of my posts. And most of those live videos are this. It's me answering the question from the person who wrote the review of the week. So if you want to win this prize as well, all you need to do is rate and write a review of this podcast. Apple Podcasts or Audible take ratings and reviews and any other place that you're listening from. If you can write a review, do it. I know a lot of them don't accept that. So another way that you can pay it forward is just to share this podcast. Tell a friend, tell a family member, listen with your partner on a road trip. I know a lot of you have reached out and said that one of the ways you got your husband into this is just that. You binged the whole podcast on a road trip and I love that. Also, you know what? I wasn't planning to say this, but this just reminds me. Just so you guys know, like all of you listening right now that I actually know in real life or I've known you in the past, like past, not past lives, but like years ago, I hear through the grapevine that you're listening and I think it's really sad that you haven't reached out to say hello. So like friends back from high school, I know some of you are listening. Why haven't you reached out to say hi? And also old coworkers of mine, I've actually heard through the grapevine that you're listening and that you actually have a podcast club where you get together and talk about these episodes with your friend group. First of all, that's amazing. Best idea ever. It's like a book club, but like for human design and a podcast. But like, why haven't you reached out? I truly don't hold grudges. Not that there's a grudge to hold, but I think sometimes people just get weird about like people from their past. So if you're one of those people from my past and you're listening to this please send me an email or a DM and say hi and say that you're listening because I love human design friends and I want to hear from you. Now, if you're a total stranger and I don't know you at all, same thing. The invitation's open. DM me over on Instagram or comment on some of my posts and that's the best way for us to actually become friends. We have the coolest conversations over there and I love it. All right. Enough of that. Let's talk about the four six. Uh, Buckle your seats because I've got a lot of stories to tell. First of all, I'm a four six and my mom is a four six. And why I'm even saying that is because it's helpful to understand that when you have the same profile as another person, you're probably going to get along really well. You're probably going to feel very similar. You'd probably make very good roommates or partners like on a project or you'd probably easily go on a road trip together because you kind of think the same way. Your motivations oftentimes are sort of the same. The Just kind of your whole personality is similar. And my mom and I have always been like that. Like I just get her. I feel like more than anyone else gets her. And I feel like she gets me pretty well also. I mean, there's family dynamics there, but you know what I mean. Um, and we've even done personality tests, other types in the past and scored hundred percent exactly the same. So that's been really interesting for me to realize. And one of the things that's helped me the most from learning about human design for my own personal self is 
differentiating me from my mom. Now, this might sound ridiculous. I am almost 33 years old. Like, can't I just be a grown-up woman and be on my own? And the answer is yes, I'm a grown woman. I'm married. I live on my own. I've owned homes. Like, I'm an independent woman. But I'm also extremely close to my mom, and I work with her, and I see her basically every single day, sometimes all day. And so it's been difficult for me as an adult to differentiate between what I want and what I believe and then who she is and what she wants and what she believes. And learning about human design has made this so much easier for me because basically the entire rest of our chart is different. And almost the only thing that her and I have in common is this, is that we're both a four six, so we have the same personality type. But I'm a manifesting generator. She's a projector. We have completely different digestions. We have different strongest senses. We have just different energy centers filled in. We have different gates, different life themes, all kinds of stuff. So it's been very, very healing for me to see like it's okay for me to still be similar to her and be myself in these other types of ways. And it's been incredibly helpful for me to become clear on what's actually authentic to me and what am I doing because I've been so close to her that I've basically been conditioned to be like her incorrectly. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Honestly, I think this happens to most people with either one or both of their parents or any person that you grew up with extremely close to, maybe even a sibling. And so it's helpful to be able to just see clearly who am I and who am I not and why might I be behaving that way. So as we go through these um, these details of the 4-6, I'll be sharing a number of real life examples about me and about my mom and how this is displayed. So the four is something we've talked about in many episodes already. So I'm only going to do a brief description And keep in mind that the four in this case is the first number. So it's the conscious part of you, meaning that it's how you see yourself and it's not really how other people see you. The four is called the people person and sometimes also called the opportunist. And you can listen to many more details about the four in episodes 35, 56, 57, and 61. And the four is somebody who has a close circle of people in their life, like a, a tight-knit group of friends or a tribe or an inner circle. For me, I've got my husband, I've got a couple of really close friends, I've got my mom, and then I've got um, a few other people like my sister, my dad, my stepdad, um, some other people I work with that are also close, but not like super, 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 super close. Mostly just because I don't see those people every single day or all the time. But I'm not somebody who has tons of friends, and I definitely don't want that. Um, the four is called the opportunist because you get so many opportunities through your people. So like I've gotten cars, all of my vehicles have come through family that have given it to me. Um, I have gotten just all kinds of opportunities, work, um, other kinds of manifestations through the people that are in my life. And then it's correct for the four to be very picky and choosy about who they let in. And it's not wise for a four to try and be super open and vulnerable and BFFs with everyone. But what I've found is that I used to be very 
um, harsh where I would act like I hated somebody when really I was just kind of eh about them. I just, they're not my person. I wasn't into them. There truly wasn't anything wrong. But for some reason, I would kind of blow it up to feeling like really dramatically opposed to them. And so a four doesn't need to be so harsh in that way, but they need to accept for themselves that most people aren't going to be their people or like most people aren't going to be the person that they're going to be vulnerable and open and sharing with. But you can just be civil and kind and even loving to those people, but in a very surfacey way. And that's actually correct. Now, the six is the second number. So this is the unconscious part of you that is still definitely an equal 50-50 part of you, but you don't really see yourself this way. Everybody else sees you as the six. So the six is called the wise sage or also known as the role model. We've only really talked about this in two episodes, episode 37 and episode 60. So I will overview it a little more, but still go back and listen to those other ones as kind of a refresher or just more details. So the six is the most um, complicated to understand or explain because the six goes through phases. For the first roughly 30 years of your life, you're actually acting like a three. So a three is somebody who's very experimental and has to try things in order to know what's right and wrong for them. They experiment and they need to get up and do stuff. So a a three is not going to be reading books to learn. A three is going to get up, try something, fail, fall down, make a fool of themselves, and then learn and then improve and fail and then learn and then improve. That's kind of how a three operates. And oftentimes a three cannot just be told what to do because they know inside that that doesn't give them the answer. So again, the six is acting as a three for the first 30 years of their life. So sometimes people think that they are a three. No, they're still a six from age zero to 30, but their wisdom is on hold. It's like taking a back seat because they need to do some experiencing in order to really pull out the wisdom. So then everybody, no matter what your number is, everybody goes through their Saturn return towards the end of their 20s. And you can look up when your Saturn return is by Googling Saturn return finder or something like that. And then you just put in your birth information and it will tell you the exact dates. So you, everyone has a Saturn return, but for a six, that's a pivotal moment in their life because it transitions them into being more wise. So it takes that wisdom from the back seat and puts it into the driver's seat. So once the six turns about 30, they no longer feel the need to do so much experimentation and they're able to just know things now based off of their own inner wisdom. Then for about the next 30 years, so roughly age 30 to 60, the six is applying that wisdom to themselves. So they're practicing being wise themselves. And then they go through another Saturn return at the end of their 50s. And then from roughly the age of 60 and beyond, they are ultra wise. And it's really time for them to share the wisdom and be like the wise grandma of the community or of the tribe where everybody comes to them for wisdom. Now, this doesn't mean that a six should never share wisdom from age zero to 60. That's not true. 
it's just that the kind of overwhelming umbrella theme from age zero to 30 is learning by trial and error. Then the overwhelming umbrella theme from 30 to 60 is now I'm wiser. Let me apply that to myself and actually act wise. And then the overwhelming umbrella theme from 60 and beyond is now I've really experienced being wise. Let me help you. Do you get what I mean? So I heard the best phrase ever the other day from Catherine Zankina. She said, nuance Nelly. Like, don't be a nuance Nelly. So everybody who's listening, that's going to be my new, like, biggest phrase for you. Stop it if you're being a nuance Nelly. Meaning if you're thinking, oh my God, I'm a six. So that means I have to shut my mouth and never be wise for other people until I'm 60 on my birthday. No, like stop it. I've heard so many people say that, or I've heard so many people say that they can never really step into their actual life until they turn 60. If they're a six, stop it. That is so ridiculous. So you have to just take these things as like an umbrella theme and not as like a hundred percent every second of your life. This is always true. Does that make sense? Okay, so what else is going on with the six? Well, everybody else sees you this way, remember? So people are going to kind of put you on a pedestal and treat you as their role model, whether you believe it or not. This is something that I have heavily experienced, and I feel kind of embarrassed talking about it, probably because it's my second number, so I I still have a block as if I'm blind and I can't really see this. And so it makes me feel so ridiculous when I say it, but I'm just going to say something here for my whole life. My friends have treated me like I'm in charge and I've always hated it. So for example, I had a best, 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 best friend in high school. And I almost had to break off the friendship because she literally treated me like I was her manager, like I was her boss or her mommy. And I had to make a hundred percent of her decisions and it drove me absolutely insane. And I just, I, I would just like die. I absolutely hated when she would do that. And I'm sure that I was just very unconscious to my behavior then. And so I was probably putting out like six vibes, even though I was young, you're still putting out six vibes. And she was just picking up on that and wanting me to lead and guide and be the wise role model. And I just didn't get it because it's my second number. So I really don't connect to that. Currently in my life, that still happens. Clients, friends, my husband, my family all kind of treat me this way, like I'm leading. And it might seem silly because oftentimes I am because I'm a teacher. So I teach a lot of different things and I literally am leading. But I often do not understand why people are treating me like I'm in charge. So I just want to put that out there as an example of conditioning. It's heavy, heavy conditioning that I'm still working through as a four, six, that I have to realize no matter what I do, people will put me on a pedestal and treat me like I'm a role model. And I better just get on board and soften and open up to this. Otherwise I'm just going to continue to be annoyed. And then that's only going to bother me. So I'm going to get more into what this softening is towards the end when we talk about putting together the four, six. So if you're wondering what does that mean, we'll get to that. 
So let's do it. Let's put it together, the four and the six all together. And that fun little slogan is the humanitarian and mind-expanding guide of their group. So usually the four six is the main influencer or leader or organizer of your tribe. And this is because you are here to create togetherness. All right. Are we already ready for another story? Okay. I hope you like stories. So when I first learned that, that the four six is supposed to be the main influencer, leader, and organizer of your tribe, I got really confused. And this was actually the main question that I asked about when I had my human design chart read way back at the beginning of my learning journey. Because like I said, my mom is a four six. And so who's the leader of our family? Is it her or is it me? Oftentimes it is her, like she's super, super intense in leader role model energy, big time, but so am I. So am I supposed to, you know, have conflict with her around that? What's the deal? So what I learned is that it actually can be true that we're both this sort of leader influencer of our family, but it's approached and it's it's different because we have different energy types. So again, she's a projector and I'm a manifesting generator. And once I understood this, my mind was blown because it literally plays out in our family dynamics. So projectors are great at giving advice and wisdom and they see how things could be made better and how everything could be improved. That is the best description of my mom ever. So with her being in an influencing or leadership role in our family, she's really someone who guides and gives advice and directs people around like what you should or shouldn't do. Okay, I, side note, that comes with a lot of struggles, but it's also amazing. Now, I am a manifesting generator, and I'm not really big on giving advice and wisdom. Like, that's just not my thing, but I'm such a doer. So when it comes to things like holidays or if we're all going to get together and do something, I am like miss planning, you know, buzzing, be running around, giving people assignments, telling everybody the schedule and the plan. Like I can plan a family holiday so great if I want to. Um, and people just do it. Like, they're just like, oh, okay, I'll do that. I'll do this. That sounds good. Great. I'm glad that you planned it and I'll just help execute. And then my mom will usually come in and be like, no, this will be a a better way of doing that, but great idea in the first place, but let's tweak it here. And then the other people in my family are basically all three fives, which we've talked about in a few episodes back, um, maybe two episodes ago. And so they're all like happy to just participate and have a great time. So it's an interesting dynamic that way where both my mom and I really do act in a leadership role and that's correct for us and everyone else, but we do it in a different energy because we have different energy types. Isn't that interesting? So back to um, learning about the four or six. So your inner circle, your tribe, your family, your friends, your group of people that you've selected are everything to you and you really are like the king or the queen of the group so watch out for leading people from your head though don't be controlling of people and you'll end up probably being controlling if you are being manipulative or leading from too much logic or from your mind so instead of that lead from your heart or lead from your defined energy centers 
For example, if you have a defined solar plexus, that means the um, that means that you have emotions. You're labeled as an emotional. You can learn about that in other episodes way back towards the beginning of the podcast. But if you have a defined solar plexus and you're a four six, you should definitely lead with your emotion. Like let yourself be vulnerable with people. You know, if something brings you joy, like lead with joy. If something brings you grief, lead with grief. Um, if you're somebody with a defined spleen, that's all about instincts, then lead based off of your instincts, not off of your head or trying to control and force. Does that make sense? I hope it does. When you listen to your body or your energy centers, your emotions, your instincts, or your heart, those kinds of things, then your wisdom from the six shines through. But if you're trying to like bulldoze or just force stuff or be overly logical or in your head or you're doing too much shooting, then your wisdom kind of gets stamped out. You're not really listening to your actual six wisdom. For a 4-6, it's very easy to be terrified of rejection because your tribe is everything to you. This one was hard for me to wrap my mind around for myself because honestly, I don't feel like I have any problem with rejection and that doesn't bother me, but it's something that I continue to observe in myself and I wonder if I actually am just telling myself that I'm not afraid of rejection because I think at a very, very deep level that I won't even look at. I think that's true and it's something I'm working on uncovering and it's actually something that came up in a recent Akashic Record reading I had done with my friend Jade and if you're into Akashic Records, you can watch my reading. This is totally a side tangent, but it's on my YouTube channel. Just look me up on YouTube and I barely have any videos and so just it's going to be obvious which one it is, but you can actually watch my reading. And she did point out something about that I am still actually gripping too tight to this need for approval. And I've really been opening myself up to that. And I think it's true, but I think it's so deep in me that I can barely see it. So I don't know if anybody else ever feels that way where initially you're like, eh, that's not me. And then when you get really, really, really honest, it is you. So I don't know, just just an interesting thing to think about. But it's very easy for a 4-6 to be terrified of rejection, again, because the quality of your relationships with your inner circle really defines the quality of your life. Now, you can become very judgmental if you close your heart and you're, if you're leading from your mind. So a 4-6 is supposed to be kind of um, choosy and picky, but they don't need to be judgmental. And a huge life lesson for a 4-6 is that even though you can direct and lead people, you need to allow others in to help. This is a very, very big deal. And this is because trust and reliability are huge values of yours. And if you feel yourself gripping too tightly to any kind of outcome in life or gripping too tightly to control, then it's a sign that you're not allowing yourself to experience trust and reliability and you should try letting go of that tight grip. Let life happen and watch how life supports you anyways. Look for evidence of life supporting you or your inner circle people supporting you. Look for evidence and actually have gratitude for that and it will help you to gain trust. 
So again, trust and reliability are huge values of a four six. I really relate to that. It's very difficult for me to trust people fully. It's easy for me to trust them on a super surface level, but I think it's because I already expect that people will not um, succeed or people will fail me. And so I've got my own back. So it's like I'm my own safety net. So I don't really care if others do fail me. But then when it's like, that's, that's a problem. Clearly that's an unhealthy way of looking at things. It's like a fake type of trust. But the, one of the biggest lessons I'm learning in my marriage, we've been married about three years is that it's actually really hard for me to fully trust and rely on my husband fully. And it's not anything to do with him. It's that I'm very uncomfortable with that. And I'm just now realizing it and learning it like the past year or so. So for me, I've been working on allowing him and other people to support me and then me looking for evidence of that support and actually fully consciously acknowledging it so that I can build that connection. Now, any four sixes out there should reflect back on any failures that you've had from ages zero to 30, especially failures in relationships or situations where trust was broken or you couldn't rely on people because that's probably um, inevitable to have happened to you during that zero to 30 period of your life. And you should not let those failures shut you down to trust and instead look at them as times that made you more wise you as a six needed to experience a lack of trust or somebody not being reliable or something crashing and falling apart and failing you needed to experience that during that period of zero to 30 for you to become wise around those themes So like for me, I had a lot of relationships. I was like boy crazy from day one and I had many boyfriends and most of them I can see now, it was like a total disaster. (laughs) My last huge relationship before my marriage, um, I almost married this person. We were together for a long time and looking back on that, I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking? And it's nothing, I'm not shaming that man that I was with. I'm looking at my own behavior and I'm shocked. I am shocked how I behaved, how I allowed people to dictate what's right and wrong for me, how I allowed somebody else's lifestyle to completely wipe out my authenticity and turn me into somebody that I'm not, how I behaved as someone that I'm just not. I was a completely inauthentic person in that relationship. And I can see it's because I probably was putting up super strong barriers to trust and reliability. And if I just blended into this other person's life, then I don't really have to use trust because I just will be them. Does that make sense? Probably not. I don't know. But 
looking back on that, I see like, wow, that relationship was an extremely pivotal learning experience for me. And I would not be the woman I am now if I hadn't gone through that. So I look at that with gratitude and love and so much reverence and not at shame for how stupid I behaved or what a dumb partnership that was. I do not look at it that way. And for you, a four, six, you shouldn't look back at your failures in the past that way either. You look at them as opportunities to become more wise. And then as we get ready to close this out, remember that you do not need to perform or ham it up to be an authority figure or to be regal or to be a role model. Like you don't need to be performative. When you just relax, you are magnetic. You are so much more attractive when you just soften relax and just be fully yourself. That's when your wisdom shines through. That's when you find your people. But if you're trying to put on a show of being the regal authority or you're trying to be controlling or lead with your head and not your heart or your energy, you repel people and your wisdom gets snuffed out. So basically your four goes away and your six gets dimmed. You don't want that, do you? So allow yourself to soften, slow down, let people treat you like you're wise. It might feel weird. It might feel like it's not you, but just let them treat you that way. Lead with softness, love, and with your energy, not your head or your judgments, and just relax. And then you're going to become so incredibly magnetic and so ridiculously attractive. So anybody who wants to learn more directly from me about human design, I highly suggest that you get inside the holiday alignment challenge that's starting on November 19th. You do need to sign up in advance because spots are limited and I absolutely think this is going to fill up. Now I am recording this a few weeks in advance, so I hope I'm crossing my fingers. I hope that it's not sold out by the time that this episode comes out. Um, but I want you there. This is one of the best ways for you to interact with me at a very cost-effective level. It's $147 and we'll be chit-chatting on Zoom weekly, sometimes more than once a week. And the group is small enough that you will get time to talk if that's what you want. Versus, you know how sometimes you're in a program and there's like a thousand people and getting to actually ask a question is like, it's probably not going to happen. Well, in this case, I like keeping the group small enough that you can speak up and I actually get to know you. I learn your name. I learn your situations and we're going to work one-on-one all the way through the holidays. I'm sorry, not one-on-one, but like group on one, but all the way through the holidays so that you stay in alignment and you keep learning about your design at a much deeper and more detailed level than we can get into on this podcast. So if that sounds good to you, definitely get in. Some people are just not interested in groups and that's not their thing. And so doing a one-on-one reading is also a fabulous option. But I do want to tell you that I'm considering raising my rates because my schedule is getting so full and I'm so incredibly busy that I can't take on a lot of readings at this point. And so I might be raising my rates. Um, I probably will by the time this episode comes out. So if you're wanting to get in, 
get in on the schedule for a reading. And if you're more of a groups person like I am, get into the holiday alignment challenge. And if you just love free stuff and you love the podcast, more power to you. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so honored to be giving this to you totally for free. All right, friends, remember to share this with your friends, with your family, with your social media, and tag me at healthy underscore Madeline when you do, and have a beautiful week.